Hey guys, this is the Skin Uninformed. I'm Danielle. I'm Nicole. And in today's episode, we're going to touch on what it's like to open up in the state of Utah for our salons and spas, how we're feeling about it, and what you can do to help take care of your skin during this crazy time. Everybody's sleep schedule has been kind of out of whack since we've been self-quarantining. Quarantining? Is that a word? It is now. It's quarantine. It doesn't matter if it's a word or not. That's true. (laughs) So, you're getting ready to go back to work. That is what I've been told. And how long have you been out of work now? So I have been, I've been out of work since St. Patrick's Day, and it is May 3rd. Holy cow. Yeah. So it's it's, it's been a long time. (laughs) And not only that, we haven't been able to do anything. It's true. Just like everyone else. I don't get the luxury of saying I haven't been able to go to work, but I mean, I've been home working, so my experience is a little different than yours. I feel like you've been working more now than you do when you actually go in person. Oh yeah, definitely. I think (laughs) when you have to teach a course online when we are not an online industry. It's super hard, but everybody's gearing up to open up. I guess most people had their first day yesterday. Yeah. Our spa actually opened yesterday. I wasn't on the schedule this weekend. Um, This is normally my Sunday weekend, um, but we have reduced hours right now. Now that we Utah has turned into what moderate risk orange. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we are open Tuesday through Saturday, nine to seven. We're usually nine to nine during the weeks and we're open Sunday and Saturday. So it's a really big change for us in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my esthetician friends at work, I mean, the lead esthetician there, she was super busy. Really? I, yeah, with facials and everything. And I mean, that changed really quick because as of April 30th at what, 4 p.m., we weren't even going to be allowed to do facials yeah, or anything on the face. So except for brow wax, brow tint. I know. It's crazy. So the guideline before all of that changed when we moved to moderate was both service provider and client had to wear a facial covering the entire time. There's no exception. They couldn't take it off. Um, because it just wasn't safe at that point. But through, I don't know, the grace of God, somebody (laughs) came in and decided that during facials, we can remove the client's facial mask, which I know personally, it gives me a little anxiety just thinking about doing a service because we hear about all these people that are asymptomatic, but they can transfer this disease or this um, virus from person to person without showing mm-hmm. any symptom to come into our spot. And it's not their fault. They don't know, obviously. Right. But it still makes me nervous just having people in my life that are immunocompromised and people that I need to protect. So Absolutely. it was interesting to see how quickly that changed from, no, we're not going to do anything. They have to wear facial coverings. So it'll be like eyelashes and brows and then the rest of the body to okay, you're good to go. All you have to wear is a face mask as a service provider and your clients are good. Well, and I felt like it changed really quickly because we were on a call with the health department and everything was kind of all up in the air. The health department Mm -hmm. was kind of taking what we were saying and trying to figure out what the rules could be. They were, they've been listening to us, which is great. Um, and I think at first I, I definitely have reservations and I still do because I don't feel comfortable taking PPE from the frontline workers, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I know that my spa luckily had already prepared for all this, had all of the PPE, had face masks, face shields, all that stuff. Um, but 
I mean, at first it was like, Hey, you're going to have to do everything. And it's an N95. And I'm like, well, that's not, that's not cool. <laughs> My aunt works up at the U of U hospital and she has to reuse masks daily mm-hmm. and just sanitize them. And it's like, she's going between normal patients and then patients with COVID and they're asking her to reuse that mask. And luckily, like she definitely stands up for herself. And she's like, no, I don't feel comfortable with this with the population that I'm with right now. And I love that about her. And I hope that other healthcare professionals professionals are doing the same thing. But that's just why it's been really hard for me to just say, okay, I, I'll get, I'll take this medical, surgical medical mask um, so I can wax your eyebrows. Do you feel better now that they're just requiring just your standard cloth facial covering or does it still make you nervous to provide services? I'm definitely, I'm torn because I haven't been in the spa since May or since March 17th. So it is a little difficult. You don't know what these people are doing. My biggest thing is it's like, have these people been quarantining like I have? Yeah. Like that's my concern too. And it is a little scary as a professional. Like I know all these people are just like, oh, I want my hair cut. Oh, I need my brows done. Oh, I need my nails done. But it's like, well, are you thinking about the provider at all? Um, But we do have the option to say no. You know, we can say no. And luckily my spa does give me the option to say no. I I don't feel comfortable right now. And they 100% um, let me feel the way I feel and respect my plan. But... You don't get paid. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. How does that affect your income and your livelihood? You get no income. You know, I mean, we've been on unemployment, luckily. Thank you. But at the same time, once the spa opens, that's no longer a possibility for us. And mm. you definitely, it gives you a lot of stuff to think about. Like, I went through a lot of emotions. I went through why do my clients want me to come in and do this in the middle of a pandemic? How are they comfortable with it? I even did a poll on my Instagram for us beauty professionals. Like, do you feel comfortable going into the spa? Do you feel comfortable touching people? You know, we're, we're in their face. And I would, almost everyone said no, they weren't comfortable, but I mean, we have to also make money. We have to make sure that our business stays afloat. Yeah. I know when we were talking to the health department, that was one thing that we talked about is if we keep the beauty industry in Utah closed for the next three to four months, July, early August, whenever, mm-hmm. that could severely impact our industry here in Utah, which is crazy. I mean, people in Utah spend so much money on themselves and their outward appearance and things like mm-hmm. that. It kind of detrimental to us as estheticians. And I mean, you know, there are spas everywhere that this would affect. Yeah. So it's a little scary. Yep. And even if you have a loyal clientele, if they're desperate to get their stuff done, they're going to go get it somewhere, you know? Mm -hmm. And you want to just make sure that they're going to good places. But I think, I think there's a lot of people, I think it's, I think it's 50, 50 right now within our industry here in Utah. I think a lot of us are ready to go, ready to open. And a lot of us are just still, I know a lot of the girls that um, I went to school with have, or that I've taught have decided not to open until like May 15th or May 16th, Yeah, just to give these first two weeks, Mm -hmm. which I personally, I applaud that because it's scary. But I also understand the people that have to just jump back in. Yeah. And I'm honestly jealous that they've got so much, like we're like, you know, they've just got so much confidence to do so. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of our industry is we are so focused on safety and sanitation 
that should be our, we should be, yes. <laughs> our day-to-day protocol should be enough to handle this virus, right? Absolutely. I'm not even worried about, you know, us being yeah. not clean enough. That's the thing that I really appreciate about this, especially with having a little boy who's immunocompromised. It makes me feel comfortable knowing that I know how to protect myself. I know how to um, take care of my treatment room, make sure all of my implements are sanitized and clean. And that's a huge point of being an esthetician. Yeah, it is. Being it's in this what field. we do. The thing that makes me worried is, like you said, those clients, have, have they been quarantining properly? Have they been staying away from individuals that have been infected? Are they taking care of themselves the way that they need to? Because there are people who, and I don't want to say selfish, but I mean, it is kind of selfish that don't take into account these people that can't handle, their immune system can't handle this virus. So, and like you I, said, yours can. Mm, your sons yeah. can't. Yeah, I will be so, fine if I get the virus. I know that. I yeah. will be okay. My little boy may not be okay. He is on immunosuppressants. He has a predisposition to immune problems being born at 23 weeks. He has an auto-inflammatory syndrome. There's a lot of things that are working against him that if he were to get this virus, I mean, it's life or death at that point. And I am not confident that he would survive it. And that makes me really sad to say and emotional because that sucks. Like he just got to a point where he could go out and play and not have to worry about Mm -hmm. playing on a playground. And he would not have to worry about going to a grocery store and sitting in a cart. And now we're back to square one when he got out of the NICU, where we're stuck inside of our house. Our family doesn't come and visit us. We are slowly starting to introduce him to another foot outside of our door. Right. Like grandma can get a little closer type of thing. Yep, Mm -hmm. totally. We are just being super cautious with him. And that's what gives me anxiety about opening and makes me nervous about opening because I don't know what my clients were doing. I know if I was working in a spa, I would have clients that loved me just like you do, that respect you and appreciate you and would not put you in a position if Mm -hmm. they had anything going on. And I felt that way when I was working in the spa. But in the aspect that I work in, I mean, yes, we're still waiting to open in two weeks because we want to kind of fill out what's going to happen in our industry. So our school is holding off on opening. But what are my clients doing? What are, what's going on there? Right. I don't know who's going to walk in our door and either infect our clients, infect our students, my instructors, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. That gives me anxiety and makes me a little sweaty and ang- angry because we yeah, don't you're know what's so going to happen. Yeah. We try so hard to keep it out of our home, but yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, I think- you're doing everything that you can do. And mm-hmm. luckily you're in a position for your work right now that you don't have to jump back in right away. And I love that for you. I do too, but it makes me anxious for the people that aren't that lucky. Like yeah. for you. You don't have a choice. If you want to pay your bills, you have to go. I can work yep. over Zoom all day long, <laughs> yeah. but you have to go in because you have that touch Absolutely. aspect. You can't do any facial over Zoom. I mean, that's not going to give anybody any sort of benefit. Yeah. So it makes me nervous. The crazy thing is 17 states have opened up over the last few days. 17 mm-hmm. of them. That's so many different states that are reopening businesses and salons and spas and whatever it may be. That's a lot of people out. That's uh, yesterday. I mean, we had to run into Target and Justin and I both had our masks on mm-hmm. and we walked in and we were in the minority and I was honestly super surprised. I know a lot of people are like masks, you know, everyone's either for masks or against masks or masks make you bet, like make you more sick and things like that. 
But my thing is, like, it's, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I follow rules. <laughs> I'm a rule follower. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not mad at myself about that. I'm not mad at people that question it. I just wish people would take it a little bit more seriously. Like, it's not about you. Like, the universe doesn't revolve around you. You have to well, think of other people. And there's a lot of people that are boycotting different businesses because they're requiring masks if you're going to shop there. Like, and I just honestly, don't understand, like, what is putting a mask on going to do? Is it going to hurt you? Is it going to affect you in any sort of way? No, it's just a precaution in place to take care of those around you. Mm-hmm. And it just, it blows my mind. I mean, we would do that when we were sick over cold and flu season in our own home. Yeah. Mike or I, my husband would get sick and we would throw a mask on to help protect my little boy. We would stay six feet apart. And it's funny that this six feet apart thing is considered social distancing now because anytime one of my students were sick, way before this, I would holler at them, you have to stay six feet away from me. You would. I can't get, <laughs> I can't get whatever you would get. Yeah. And I remember one of my students, she walked in and she wasn't feeling really well. So she put a mask on. She's like, Dory. I'm going to stay six feet away from you. It's okay. Nobody's going to get sick. And I'm like, I appreciate that. But it's funny that this is a thing now because I've been yelling at people to stay six feet away from me (laughs) since my son was born. Yep. So I just, these precautions that are here to help people. Here for a reason. It's just, yeah, there's a reason. It blows my mind that people are so indifferent against it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't understand because what harm is it going to do to you? to go down one way in a grocery store, to wear a mask when you have to visit a business. What harm is it going to do if businesses are putting up these plexiglass dividers? Like what does that do to affect you? I don't understand that. Yeah. And I don't know about anybody else, but I am not in a store for more than 20 minutes. I hate, I am just, I hate going to stores in general. So I'm like, wait, what wait what why are you in the store for so long like why is wearing a mask for that long such a big deal i do miss my leisurely target strolls i will say okay, that i will say that That's but i agree different i we go to the grocery <laughs> store it's in and out all business no stopping no lingering get what you need and get out mm-hmm. oh, it's crazy so I think, I think utah right now and not even just utah just the beauty industry in general any service provider is divided. You see it all over the Facebook pages. You see it in any sort of Zoom call that we have about it. Um, Just talking to friends and family that are in this business too. People are so divided. Do we open? Do we not? And the great thing is we have a choice whether we open or not. And I get it. Some people have to open. They have to work just like you. It makes sense. But it's affecting everybody's life. There's people on here that are so afraid of this virus or on the Facebook pages that are so afraid of this virus that they don't want to open. And that is totally fine. And I will support them 100%. But then there's people that need to go to work and I will support them 100% because Mm -hmm. we are trained in this industry to disinfect and to sanitize and to treat everybody as infectious. Absolutely. There's so much unknown with this virus. And that's, I think, the part that people are struggling with the most, you know? Yeah. I mean, with we have so part of the new rules, I suppose, that are in place right now is that we as estheticians, we we're getting, I would say most everybody's getting 20 to 30 minutes to clean up. Mm-hmm. Normally across the board, it's 10 to 15. There's some if places that, that yeah. barely give you that to flip around. And then if your client's a little late, like you get five minutes. I know. But, when I worked for a chain salon, that's what it was. We get five yeah. minutes to flip your room, sanitize, start your next client. 
but also at the same time, you had so many implements and so many things that's mm-hmm. like, they made sure that you could pretty much just start fresh right there while everything else is getting clean. And that's how my yep. spa is too. Like we have a lot of backups and things like that. Um, but I mean, people don't realize that we have to sanitize things for 10 minutes or more. Like we have to soak things a certain way. We have to wash, like we've been doing all of this extra stuff. So we're not afraid of extra sanitation because we do mm-hmm. the most that is needed in our industry. And we know at my spa, like we definitely, we've had the health department come by to like show other people, this is what a spa should look like because we do take it so seriously. And I think a lot of estheticians are super anal about their cleanliness. And you can definitely tell off, like right off the bat, if someone's not. And I know that in our 30 minutes that we have now, it's like the only thing that maybe we weren't sanitizing before is like light switches after every client. And maybe like, I even did doorknobs after every client because I hate the feel of like people that have lotion on the doorknobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I even did doorknobs before, but it's like, I feel like at this point we have to sanitize, we have to sanitize the hook that they hung their jacket on. We have to sanitize the wall that their jacket touched. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot more that's going into this now. Um, but it's honestly not much different than what we've been doing. If you've been doing it correctly. Yeah, I agree. It's just really those high touch points that we really need to focus on. Cause like Mm -hmm. going like, just like you said with the light switches, I don't ever think my clients would touch the light switch because I dim the light. I turn it back Mm -hmm. up a little bit when I walk out, you don't think that they would touch it, but you never know, you know? So it's all these little places that you would anticipate somebody would interact with that we have to clean up because we already do the chairs that they set their stuff down on. We already do mm-hmm. the little side tab- tables, all of our um, hard surfaces, our equipment. We do our stools. We do our entire bed. We do all of that stuff already. Yeah. We do all the handles for our towel cabbies and our carts and stuff, but it's all those little things that you just don't anticipate Yeah, that we have to add in. Yep. So I mean, my, my mom is the perfect, perfect example. After I give her a facial, I'll be standing outside the door and she'll flip the switch on because she wants to put her eyebrows on before she leaves the room. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, if I know you turned on the light, I'm going to do that. But I don't know. Did you touch the knob on the sink? Did you do that? Like, is this overkill? Like you never, you know, we never know. And so I feel confident in what we're doing as an industry and the cleanliness. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't seem much different. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing that's going to be for me personally is wearing a mask or during a facial mm-hmm. and a face shield. Um, because I never did. I, there are estheticians out there that wear masks for every single service. Um, you yeah, wear and gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wear gloves for even a basic facial and mm-hmm. I don't. And that's, that's a big divide in our industry as in general oh, totally. anyway. That's a whole separate thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and it, it's kind of weird that three days ago we were going to have to wear gloves during every, like during even things we wouldn't normally wear gloves. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, nah, gloves aren't, gloves aren't necessary. You should be washing your hands with soap and water. And it's like, well, yeah, we definitely should be washing our hands with soap and water. We do it 18 times during our entire day. But yeah. now I'm like, what do you mean that <laughs> it's not necessary to wear gloves when I'm touching someone's face? So the of a virus. <laughs> that comes out from the glove situation is they're looking at cross-contamination. So if we Absolutely. are 
properly sanitizing, we're washing our hands. And this, when I say properly sanitizing, it's not just using a pump of your hand sanitizer, wiping <laughs> off your hands, whatever it may be. If you are washing your hands before you go to the next body part, if you are washing your hands before you touch any of your equipment, or if you're stepping outside of your room, whatever it may be, anytime that you are probably disinfecting your hands and you're not cross-contaminating and touching other surfaces and people or yourself or whatever it may be, you're really safe unless you have a break in the skin, right? Yep. So that's where the glove thing comes in. They just, I mean, as long as we're being safe, gloves really aren't that necessary. And it's kind of the same with people wearing it at the grocery store. A lot of people Ugh. that don't work in an industry <laughs> that they have to worry about cross-contamination or they have to deal with gloves very frequently don't understand. Like my husband, for instance, will go to the grocery store and I am, okay, you've got your gloves, you've got your mask, you're good to go, you know what you're buying. And then he calls me when he's at the grocery store. And all I can think of is he's touched all of this stuff at the grocery store. He has touched his phone and now his phone's up to his face. Yep. That's considered cross-contamination. And that's what drives me nuts. So if you're wearing these gloves and you're touching everything, you're touching yourself, you're touching your phone, but then you get in your car, you take off your gloves the right way and you set them down and you go mm-hmm. right back to that phone. Same thing. You're just yep. cross-contaminating and getting it all over yourself. Yeah. So I and- <laughs> understand the glove part. I totally get it because most people don't know how to properly use gloves and prevent cross-contamination. Absolutely not. not. But it just drives me up the wall. And that poor guy, he called me one day because he was picking something up from Smith's. And I was like, are you using speakerphone? Well, no. Are you using your phone in the grocery store? Well, yeah. Don't do that again. (laughs) Hung up on him (laughs) because I was so angry because he knows nothing is coming into this house. I refuse to let any sort of sickness right now into this house, whether it's a cold, whether it's, I don't know, anything, allergies, nothing is coming into this house. I refuse. (laughs) Oh, poor guy. How does he do it? I have no idea. Oh my gosh. So I mean, right now within our industry, it's it's a really big pit of the unknown. We don't know what's yeah. going to happen. We don't know what it's going to be like next week and the week after. Um, I know that there's been a few posts um, that like say that Georgia has a spike in their COVID-19 cases now. And then there's other places that are like, it's pretty much the same, you know, that have already opened. So it's really hard to tell right now, and I'm kind of at the point where I'm just going to have to do my best, do everything, you know, I've been taught to do. And I feel like I have, I have, I work at a place where if someone's going to start coughing or anything along those lines, at this point, I don't think anyone's afraid to say, hey, no, we need to reschedule. I know I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just hope that people respect that for everyone in our industry. Yeah, I think that's kind of a little blessing in disguise that we have that hopefully people that, I mean, even just this last cold and flu season would have come in while they're getting over a cold or they're getting over body chills or whatever. We'll take a second look at, Hey, do I really need this service? Do I really need to go in and possibly get my service provider sick, get their front desk sick, whatever it may be. Uh Hopefully they'll take a second just to say, Hey, maybe this isn't what I need to do. Maybe I should stay home until I'm better because man, if that's the case, think about the world we're going to live in. So many right. healthy people everywhere. 
Well, look at the earth. It's repairing itself right now (laughs) so fast. I'm sitting at home watching Netflix, not doing anything to better myself because this is me in quarantine and I love naps. And the earth is over here like, let me repair everything. (laughs) So I'm just like, wow. Yeah, I can honestly say I have not been productive with my quarantine time. I bought a bike. (sighs) I I rode a bike. did buy a bike. I bought... A punching bag for our boxing workouts that I have done twice. I've done a few. That's good. I've done maybe 10 burpees. You're not going to sign me up for much more than that. I've I learned how to do a, a lot of burpees. Did you? I learned. My coach taught ones. me how to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you how to not do girly ones. You're going to be impressed with yourself. I'm excited. We'll have to do that. My our gym actually opened up yesterday. I know, and Gyms it's amazing. Are a whole other thing. But it's crazy, is because I feel comfortable going there because our gym's so small. We go to a boxing gym, and our gym is so small. Everyone, I swear, everyone had a Lysol can in their hand. All the instructors, all the coaches, the owner. And then it's like after everything, we're all spread out. And then after everything, we're disinfecting the bags like we do anyway. We've always disinfected and Lysoled everything mm-hmm. there. And my mom was kind of like, oh, I need you to be safe. Like, you know, I, I want you to do this, but I want you to be safe. She's almost yeah. 70. She's going to kill me for saying that. And she, she's she got asthma. She is, you know, I want to be she's careful in the high for risk, her. Yeah. Exactly. And um, it just, I feel comfortable. There's certain places you feel comfortable going to. I do not feel comfortable going to a big box gym right now, you know, but right Mm -hmm. now because of the people we surround ourselves with and I trust the people that are going there. If I didn't, I wouldn't be going there, you know? Yeah. See, that's where I'm torn too, because where this is a respiratory virus, I am going to hold off a little bit. Still makes me nervous. Yeah. Just, I just can't. Asymptomatic people working out, expelling all that infected air (laughs) stresses me out so i'm gonna hold off a month see what's going on maybe i'll get a little more motivation at home for this next month because i know i'm gonna 100% die that first workout uh yeah (laughs) we'll just wait and see but see people that aren't high risk can go and can enjoy it Mm -hmm. and i agree with you i think larger gyms more traditional gyms make me a little more nervous too, because you have to heavily rely on the person using the equipment to sanitize you have to rely on the staff to sanitize such a large area. Yeah. It's a little scary. And honestly, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, they should be sanitizing, but you know, people in big box gyms like that aren't sanitizing after and before they use the equipment anyway. Mm -hmm. Like it's always been a little creepy to me, but that's just because we're in this industry and we're just, that's our life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's just insane. I did want to talk about with the whole COVID-19 thing going on, I have a lot of friends that are in the hospitals right now. They're working 12-hour shifts. And once they put that mask on, they can't take it off. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people messaging me about irritation and redness and acne after they've never had acne before. And I don't know. Do you want to talk about a few products or a few ingredients to look for for these people to help them right now? We definitely should touch on how to take care of your skin while wearing a mask because I think I mean it's different in the aspect of the healthcare professionals Mm -hmm. they wear it day in and day out right yeah people returning to work are still going to be wearing some sort of facial covering but it's not fit for their face yeah it's not as restrictive as it would be with like 
the N95 fit and um, all the equipment that they have to wear and stuff like that. So I think we're going to see more irritation and more sensitivity and acne breakouts like you're talking about from Mm -hmm. mask wearing. And I think it's just something that we're going to have to deal with and we're going to see a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all for it. I know that I've had a lot of people say, like I said, that they're having a lot of breakouts. And what I have been suggesting is if they're more on the oily side with some breakouts, like salicylic acid, I like a high a higher quality salicylic acid is definitely going to be formulated to not irritate you more. Um, if you're using other products with it, um, like a moisturizer and um, soothing components in those mm-hmm. products, it mm-hmm. really should be helping. And my favorite one anyways is um, the Eminence Clear Skin Probiotic Cleanser. I mean, I use that probably two, probably two weeks out of the month. That's part of my daily routine. And it's great because it also has um, yogurt and cucumber in it. And so it's going to be super soothing. And it, also, it almost feeds your skin. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. anyone that's having these irritations right now is they really just need to baby it. I mean, yeah. that's the so best way to say it. If we could give any advice to somebody that has to wear a mask and they're seeing effects of it on their skin is they need to, one, detoxify their skin. They need to get out all of that buildup that's starting to sit on their skin every time that they're going out. So I always recommend my clients, my students, people in my life, get a good cleanser, like a salicylic cleanser from Eminence. Get um, an enzymatic cleanser that has pineapple or papaya in it, something that's more hydrating mm. than you would normally use, something along that lines, just to help get rid of that buildup in your skin. And then, like you said, beat it. Give it what it needs. Give it hydration. Give it a light exfoliation. And when I say light, I mean very light. Yeah. (laughs) When you're compromised and your skin is already irritated, you don't need to go hardcore crazy with really heavy scrubs with retinase, things like that. Let's, yeah, let's just back it down to the bare minimum. Let's just take care of your skin so that it can handle all this extra stress without causing any long-term effects. So feeding your skin and then protecting it. Make sure you're wearing a good sunscreen. Make sure you're wearing a good moisturizer. If you have irritations, make sure you're putting on a good post-recovery balm, whether it's barrier repair from Dermalogica or it's bio-recovery balm from Lara Clinical. Mm -hmm. Use something along those lines. At this point, I would even accept Aquaphor because Aquaphor is going to help create a physical barrier to keep that moisture in. Now, if you are more acneic, I would say no Aquaphor. Invest in a good skincare balm. If you have normal to dry skin, Aquaphor is fine. Sorry. Uh, but don't put the aquifer on when you're putting that mask on. No, 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 no. no. Don't, don't, don't feel like you need, obviously I'm pretty sure they all know like, Hey, I can't have anything on my skin, but I know some people are like, Oh, but I've got this irritation here. I got this irritation here. No, wait till you get home and you've got some time to sleep. And that's when you want to treat your skin. You don't want to do anything to hurt the integrity of that mask. You don't want to do anything that's going to lessen your protection and using something like, an occlusive or oily heavier balm or treatment is going to break down that mask. And that's not what we want. We don't want to add anything else to it. Yeah. You guys have enough problems right now. We don't need things happening with your mask and breaking mm-hmm. it down and then not having, cause then I'm definitely not going back to work. You can have all my yeah. masks because no, that I, that's just not happening for me. I agree. <laughs> and I feel like we need to be taking care of our total body. Make sure you're taking care of your scalp. Make sure you're taking care of your poor little ears that are, Oh, yes. Holding all of the support from your mask. Make sure you are keeping your nails short and trimmed. Make sure you're keeping everything just cleansed, exfoliated, hydrated, 
treated because that's going to help prevent infection. Your first line of defense is your skin. It's our largest organ. It has the majority of our immune cells. This is what's going to help keep us healthy as well. So we want to make sure that that is protected and taken care of as best Mm -hmm. as we can. Absolutely. I agree with that. Maybe check out our Instagram um, at Skin Uninformed. We can post some things. I have some really nice it sounds silly, but like ear massage or around that area. And it just, it really does help kind of stretch it out a little bit um, and just make you feel a little bit more balanced and aligned and grounded. And I think like you said, the mind, body and spirit is super important. So if you've got any second of downtime, like take some deep breaths, uh, cry it out. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Do what you have to do, but make sure you're finding that time for yourself right now because stress shows in our skin and it's, it's, we, our first thing that we do as estheticians or we try, if we see someone with inflammation and with acne and fine lines, we're not going to attack the fine lines first. We're going to go for that inflammation. We want to make sure that the skin is at its healthiest before we start putting these heavier ingredients on there. And I mean, I think that that's what we have to do with our mind, body and spirit too, is just in general, we need to treat that inflammation, the stress, and then kind of work ourselves up to it. Yep. I agree. We want to make sure that the skin's in tip top shape before we treat anything. Mm -hmm. So if you are dealing with things, I mean, right now it's just essentially wound care. We're going to take care of what's going on before we start addressing any pigmentation issues this may cause, any acne scarring, whatever's going on. First thing is just take care of that skin. Let's get through this crazy part and then visit skincare professional and get the rest of it all taken care of. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not big on doing consultations online or anything because I love being in front of the person and touching their skin. But if you have questions, please reach out to either of us especially if you're in the healthcare world right now, because we want to help you. We want to make sure that you're doing the best that you can at this moment. And we're here for you. All of your uh, fellow estheticians are going to be there for you. So even if it's not us that you don't reach out to, reach out to someone if you need that help, because we we want that for you. Mm-hmm. I agree.